the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Then the Lord said to Aaron, don't leave the tabernacle and don't mourn and lament over your sons that have died. Why? Because he's the high priest. And if he mourns and laments, it's going to communicate to the people that he disagrees with the judgment of God. And so God tells Aaron, you just stay in the tabernacle and you keep serving me. Don't leave to go and mourn the death of your sons because his judgment was just. And you don't want you don't want to give this uh, this wrong impression to the people that that you disapprove of what God has done. In the world that we live in, tolerance is a big deal. Everyone is told to be tolerant of those who are different than ourselves. So in culture that encourages and supports almost everything, what should we as Christians do? In today's message, Pastor Dan will remind you while appearances aren't everything. It is important that we don't appear to go along with things that are in direct opposition to the Bible. This may cause some difficulties in some relationships, but God doesn't call us to be a part of the world. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Jeremiah chapter 16 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Jeremiah chapter 16. Well, remember, Jeremiah is a prophet to the southern kingdom of Judah. Uh, The northern kingdom of Israel has already been carried away into captivity into Assyria. Um, They've been in captivity for about 100 years at this point. Uh, the, The southern kingdom of Judah is facing God's judgment uh, at the hands of the Babylonian Empire now. Uh, And we read in verse 1 of chapter 16, The word of the Lord also came to me, saying, You shall not take a wife, nor shall you have sons or daughters in this place. For thus says the Lord concerning the sons and daughters who are born in this place in Jerusalem, and concerning their mothers who bore them and their fathers who begot them in this land, they shall die Gruesome deaths. (laughs) Uh, They shall not be lamented, nor shall they be buried, but they shall be like refuse on the face of the earth. They shall be consumed by the sword and by famine, and their corpses shall be meat for the birds of heaven and for the beasts of the earth. And so once again here we see that Jeremiah Uh, receives a a word from the Lord. He hears a word uh, from the Lord. We don't know exactly how the Lord spoke to Jeremiah. Jeremiah never tells us whether it was an audible voice or or something else 
uh, or some other way that God communicated to Jeremiah, but uh, but the Lord uh, told Jeremiah here not to marry and not to have children. Uh, Jeremiah is the only person in the Bible that God commanded to stay single, to not get married. And you might want to jot that down. You might be on Jeopardy some night, and Alex might ask, who's the only person in the Bible that God ever commanded not to marry? And you're going to say, who is Jeremiah, right? Now, the reason that God told Jeremiah to remain unmarried is because of this impending destruction uh, that Judah is about to face at the hands of the Babylonians. Uh, the Lord tells Jeremiah here that, that, that families will die a gruesome death at the hands of the Babylonians. And here, here the word gruesome, uh, it means to, to suffer for a long time or to suffer from a disease for a, a long time. And so here Jeremiah uh, is told, stay single because you don't want to see your family suffer the way that all the other families are going to suffer here. Uh, in in Jerusalem. Uh, in the New Testament, um, as Jesus was being led to Calvary to be crucified for the sins of the world, uh, he told the crowd of onlookers there, he said, daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For indeed, the days are coming in which they will say, blessed are the barren, wombs that never bore and breasts which never nursed. You know, Jesus, Jesus there is referring to the judgment that would come upon Jerusalem at the hands of the Romans in 70 AD. And he's saying the blessed people, when the Romans come to destroy Jerusalem, the blessed people will be those who've never had children, uh, those, those without family. So they don't have to watch their family suffer at the hands of the Romans. Uh, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, uh, there in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, Paul speaks to the unmarried, and he says to the unmarried, because of the present distress, the present distress that the believers face, the persecution, he said to the unmarried, it's good for you to remain unmarried. And then he goes on in the chapter to say to the married, to the married, he says, the time is short. So that from now on, even those who have wives should live as though they had none. And so, you know, Paul says the time is short. Uh, and single people should use their singleness to fully serve King Jesus. And if you're married, you and your spouse should be fully committed to serving the Lord as well as if you're not married. And just be 100% serving the Lord because time is, time is short whether you're single or whether you're married. And here with Jeremiah, the Lord tells Jeremiah, he's don't get married, don't have children, uh, because they will die a gruesome death. Uh, he's, look at what he says here, that they'll not be buried. Uh, and the reason they won't be buried is because there won't be anyone to bury them. Uh, you, you know, you can imagine the nations under siege by the Babylonian army, uh, the whole country is going to be in chaos, and, uh, and, and there'll be just no one there, really, to take the time to bury the dead. The corpses shall be meat for birds of heaven. Uh, I've mentioned this before. 
but the land of Israel has one of the largest bird migrations in all of the world. Uh, between 500 million and a billion birds pass through Israel every year, traveling between Europe and Africa. Uh, and so, you know, when you see that in the Old Testament about birds, the birds of heaven feeding on the corpses, uh, there's a lot of birds that pass through that land every year. And for the beasts of the, of the field. Now watch what he says in verse 5. For thus says the Lord, do not enter the house of mourning. Now he's speaking specifically to Jeremiah here. Do not enter the house of mourning, nor go to lament or bemoan them. For I have taken away my peace from those from this people, says the Lord, loving kindness and mercies. The Lord says, I've taken away my peace from them. They've rebelled against him to the point now uh, where the Lord has just lifted his hand of blessing from them. He's taken away their peace. You remember back in the, uh, the Old Testament, earlier in the Old Testament, the children of Israel were wandering in the wilderness and they were complaining continually about God and God's provision for them. And then at some point, God lifted his hand of protection and fiery serpents came into the camp and killed a bunch of people. Now, those serpents were always in the desert, but God's protection was upon them. And finally, God got to the point where he just kind of lifted his hand of protection and allowed those serpents to come into the camp and kill people. And here we see that they've reached a point now where God has just taken away his peace. He's not going to provide peace for them. He's loving. He's, he's full of loving kindness. He's full of mercy. He's slow to anger. He's long suffering. But they've reached that limit. At this point. And so God removes his peace. He goes on in verse 6. Both the great and the small shall die in this land. They shall not be buried. Neither shall men lament for them. Cut themselves. Nor make themselves bald for them. Nor shall men break bread and mourning for them. To comfort them for the dead. Nor shall men give them the cup of consolation. To drink for their father or for their mother. Also, you shall not go into the house of feasting to sit with them to eat and drink. And what God tells Jeremiah here is very interesting. And I think, I think it has an application for us today, the days that we live in. God tells Jeremiah, uh, when you see others die in this destruction, this judgment that will come at the hands of the Babylonians, he says, don't enter into the house of mourning. I mentioned in our John study uh, with the story of Lazarus that uh, the Jewish people in the ancient times, uh, culturally, what they would do is the custom was uh, when someone would die, they would bury them usually the same day. uh, And then they would enter into a period of mourning that lasted for seven days. And so they had essentially a seven day long funeral when someone died and uh, they would stay in their house. Family and friends would come to the house. They would stay in the house and they would mourn the death of the loved one for seven days. And here, Jeremiah, though, he is forbidden by God to enter into the house of mourning, it says. Uh, God says, don't go to the funeral. Uh, When this judgment comes upon people that you know, don't, don't go to their funeral. 
Don't go sit in the house and mourn with the family when the person dies, when the family member dies. He's, he's forbidden to lament. In verse 6, it talks about you know, cutting themselves and shaving their heads. Uh, that, that was actually something that the pagans did as a sign of mourning the dead. The Israelites adopted those practices uh, and, and incorporated them into their act of mourning the dead. Uh, it's something that God explicitly forbade in the law of Moses, but they, they started doing that as well, cutting themselves, marking their bodies for the dead, shaving their heads. That was all pagan practices, but the Israelites had adopted them. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer requests with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth Radio Ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. He talks about in verse 7, don't break bread or drink the cup of consolation. Verse 8, he says, don't go to the house of feasting with them and, and you've you've been to a funeral before where after the funeral uh, the family invites everybody over to their house to have a meal or to have food and and they have kind of a, a reception at their house that's, that's what's being described here in verse 8 with the house of feasting and here the Lord says don't don't go to the house of feasting with them so Jeremiah is forbidden by God to participate and, and any of this, any of these, these, these funeral events, mourning the death of people, Jeremiah is told, don't participate. Why? The reason is because his participation would communicate to others his disapproval of God's judgment. Or his, his disagreement with God's judgment. It would give the appearance that Jeremiah doesn't, doesn't agree with God's judgment of these people. And so God says, I don't want you to give that appearance to anyone that you, you disapprove of what I'm doing or my judgment or that you disagree with me. And so I don't want you to participate. Don't go to the funeral. Don't go to their house and sit with them. Don't go to the reception Afterwards, because that's going to communicate the wrong message. Uh, you see back in, uh, in Leviticus chapter 10, there you have Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, Aaron the high priest. His sons, Nadab and Abihu, were also priests. And if you remember the story, Nadab and Abihu, they offered strange fire on the altar in the tabernacle, and God struck them dead for doing that. But then the Lord said to Aaron, don't leave the tabernacle and don't mourn and lament over your sons that have died. Why? Because he's the high priest. And if he mourns and laments, it's going to communicate to the people that he disagrees with the judgment of God. 
And so God tells Aaron, you just stay in the tabernacle and you keep serving me. Don't leave to go and mourn the death of your sons because his judgment was just. And you don't want, you don't want to give this, uh, this wrong impression to the people that, that you disapprove of what God has done. Now, how does that apply today? I'll tell you how that applies today. One question that uh, I've heard from Christians, even within our own church, uh, is what, what about homosexual marriage? Should a Christian go to a marriage, a wedding, for a gay couple? Maybe it's a family member, maybe it's a close friend, maybe it's a cousin. What should we do? Well, my, my opinion, based on what Scripture says here, my opinion would be that if, if you go, you're going to give the appearance that you approve of what they're doing and that you disagree with what God says in his word about homosexuality, which, which God, of course, he, he doesn't condone it. He calls it detestable. And so by going, we're giving the appearance or the impression to people that we disagree with what God's judgment says. And so like Jeremiah here, I think it's best to just not go, not attend, not participate. Now that creates kind of a difficulty, doesn't it? Especially if it's a family member or a close friend, that could be uh, offensive. Well, I'm sure for Jeremiah here, not showing up at someone's funeral, uh, it's kind of, it puts a little strain on the relationship for Jeremiah, Right? But we want to honor God over man. We want to honor God over man. Now look at verse 7 again. In verse 7 again, he says here, Nor shall men break bread and mourning for them to comfort them for the dead, nor shall men give them the cup of consolation to drink for their father or their mother. And, and what it's describing here is this custom Again, in ancient times that the Jewish people practiced this custom of, of breaking bread together uh, as they were going through that seven days of, of mourning for the dead, they would break bread together. They would share stories about the person who's passed away. They would share memories about the person. Then they would drink a cup of wine in their honor together. Does that sound vaguely familiar at all? Jesus took this practice that was part of their their, their, you know, their culture, their tradition, Jesus took this practice of breaking bread and drinking a cup of wine together, and he transformed it into the Lord's Supper, right? Something that was done at a funeral, and here it is, it's the, it's the, uh, the night of his arrest, the night before he's crucified on the cross, and Jesus is with his disciples in the upper room, he takes the piece of bread, he takes the cup, he shares it with his disciples, and that was normally a time where you would share, share memories about the person who has died. And what does Jesus say? Do this in remembrance of me. Every time you take this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. This is the one thing I want you to remember about me, that I've died for you, that I've laid down my life for you, that I've shed my blood for your sins, that I've given my body as a sacrifice for you. He's, he's using this. This is right out of their, their tradition. Verse 9 says, For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I will cause to cease from this place before your eyes and in your days the voice of 
mirth, a rejoicing, and the voice of gladness, the voice of the bridegroom, and the voice of the bride. Once the Babylonians invade, uh, there will be nothing to celebrate. There will be no gladness, no rejoicing, no weddings, nothing like that. It's all going to stop. And it shall be when you show this people all these words and they say to you, why has the Lord pronounced all this great disaster against us? Or what is our iniquity or what is our sin that we have committed against the Lord our God? At least they're asking. I would say that at least they're asking, you know, they recognize that it's it's the judgment of God and they're asking, what have we done? Then you shall say to them, because your fathers have forsaken me, says the Lord. They have walked after other gods and have served them and worshipped them and have forsaken me and not kept my law. And you have done worse than your fathers. For behold, look, each one follows the dictates of his own evil heart, so that no one listens to me. And notice here, he says, your fathers have forsaken me. And then in verse 12, he says, and you have done worse than your fathers. And so it wasn't just the present generation that was rebelling against God. This, this was rebellion over several generations, their fathers, their forefathers, that came before them. Uh, and and what, their, what their fathers did, the sin of their fathers, it was enough uh, to deserve God's judgment. And they have done worse than their fathers. And he tells us, here's what they're doing. They're following the dictates of their own evil hearts. The, the, the present generation that was in Judah at the time of Jeremiah They've completely abandoned God's words. They've completely abandoned God's standards, God's morals, all of it. And they're just following their hearts, just following their desires. Whatever seems good to them, whatever seems right in their own eyes, that's what they're, they're doing. There, there's, there's no moral compass left in the nation at all. They, they have totally cast aside the word of God as their standard. And now they're just doing whatever seems right to them and their own hearts. And when a nation reaches this point, this is when it gets crazy in the nation. This is when it gets cuckoo for cocoa puffs in the nation. This is when they start calling good evil and evil good and right wrong and wrong right. Where things that they're doing now don't even make sense. And you look at some of the things that are going on in our nation right now. You know, you look at the things going on with this whole uh, gender identity where, where uh, male students, if they self-identify as a girl, can, can compete on the girl sports teams. And they're, they're winning. Or a male student, if he self-identifies as a girl, can go into the girl's locker room. And to say that that's to say that's wrong or suggest that we shouldn't allow that, you're considered crazy. You're considered bigoted or whatever. We're following the dictates of our own evil hearts. You're, you're seeing that come into 
play in our own nation now. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. We're so glad you joined us today on Ring of Truth as we continue our verse-by-verse study through the book of Jeremiah. If you'd like to hear more messages from Pastor Dan, please visit our website at calvaryec.com. You can listen to and download a wide range of previous broadcasts or simply subscribe to our podcast. Sometimes life can get busy, and between work, school, family, and all of our other obligations, it's hard to find time to dig deeper into the Bible for ourselves. At Ring of Truth, we've tried to make it a bit easier for you. Our podcasts provide you with up-to-date teachings through the Bible and can be taken with you wherever you go. This way, you'll have encouragement from God's Word throughout the day. You'll find a link to subscribe at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth on iTunes. We'd love to hear how Ring of Truth has had an impact on your life, so please let us know by giving us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. When you call, please feel free to share any prayer requests that are on your heart. We'd be happy to pray with and for you. We also appreciate your prayers for this radio ministry. Please tune in next time as Pastor Dan continues teaching verse by verse, chapter by chapter, through the book of Jeremiah, right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. It's true.